Welcome to the Second Is For Everyone podcast. We welcome all people, regardless of race, gender, political party, sexual orientation, or background, to learn about your Second Amendment civil rights and the many facets of firearms ownership. (laughs) You suck. Hey, welcome. (laughs) Episode 4. Of the second is for everyone shot cast shot show hangover is the, the shot cast. <laughs> yeah, right. The shot they cast shot out already. Wow. Oh my goodness. Yep. So shot show is over. Lots of videos out. Been watching everything's going on. Uh, seeing the new things <clears throat> that are coming out, and uh, <clears throat> saw absolutely. Not many things to excite me. How about you, Sean? Um, generally speaking, not not a lot of earth-shattering new products out there. It seems to be there's a lot of stuff that's like, hey, here's the new version of something we've already done that we feel is an improved product and we want you to try and hopefully does well in the market. Um, reintroduce products, right? So I don't know if you want me to go into detail now, but we might save it for later. I don't know. Yeah, you want to do it now? Now, let's just talk about what's going on during the week. Um, excuse me. Yeah, during our week. Right. Uh, <clears throat> and uh, we'll talk about the new stuff from SHOT during the Gear Horse segment. Um, during the week, actually, I didn't do a lot besides the whole dry firing with the shirt pistol, uh, the Glock 19 thing. Um, <laughs> and uh, I put some money down on a new pistol that we'll talk about when it gets in uh so that's gonna be my thing we also i reached out on uh some social media and posted pictures of your rifle the white rifle Mm -hmm. you officially picked a name for it project arctic wolf the paw (laughs) (laughs) it's so gi joe G.I. Joe. <laughs> so, yeah. So, it's the paw. People have uh, gone nuts. They were naming it, and I thought they were naming it a lot on Instagram or uh, Facebook. They went bonkers on freaking LinkedIn. Yeah, LinkedIn was <laughs> insane. I, and I felt bad because you and I were talking about it, and I didn't get a chance to look at it until as far as I was concerned, the naming contest was over, right? That was kind of a thing Matador and I threw together. We talked about it briefly last week. Um, it was actually Annika from Matador's, uh, <laughs> it was her uh, brainchild, and she decided to kick it off and, and sent me a message. Hey, if you don't like it, I'll delete it, but here's what I'm doing. Um, <laughs> and I was like, yeah, run with it. So we probably had a couple hundred responses between my Facebook and Instagram and her Facebook and Instagram. And I think you blew that out of the water just on LinkedIn. Yeah. LinkedIn had over 250 names. <laughs> A lot of overlap. Okay. Like everybody came up with characters from game of Thrones and uh, Norse gods and, and stuff like that. There were some really interesting ones that, that popped up on yours that did not show up anywhere else. Um, like stormtrooper stuff, R two D two, Star Wars references were real big. They were kind of all over the place. But you had uh, one guy gave me like 
the Inuit word for thundercloud <laughs> or something. There was, you know, some guy called it a plastic AR-15. Another dude just decided to make fun of me, so I poked him back, and I don't think he liked it. But, you know, <laughs> understand everything is done with a sense of humor here. So uh, please don't be upset. Along those same lines, I did have a, a very pleasant exchange on your page. For those of you listening who didn't realize, I'm also an admin on the 2A4E uh, Facebook page with Dylan Nellens. And we kind of went back and forth a little bit and he got it right away. Like we were joking back and forth. So that was cool. And I saw you liked the way it ended because I told him I hated him. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. So that's just a quick shout out to Dylan. You're a cool kid. I uh, <clears throat> I thought I really appreciate everyone that answered no matter where you were. I just thought it was pretty cool. Um, I was <laughs> they're starved for entertainment over at LinkedIn. <laughs> uh, I just think they have to so be so business like that you kind of forget it's still social media. Mm-hmm. And uh, they really jumped on it. And uh, good luck with uh, the person that won. I uh, thought that was pretty cool. And Paul really sounds G.I. Joe-ish, but it, it, it is funny. He Yeah, he knocked it out of the park. Like Arctic Wolf was was cool to start with. And because I name everything, you know, Project Sabretooth, Project Counterpart, this is going to be Project whatever they came up with. And Project Arctic Wolf just kind of went, oh, <laughs> I was all over it. And he was one of the earliest respondents on, I want to say on Matador's page. Um yeah, but I saw that one. I was like, that's a good one. And I, I commented on it right away. That's a good one. And I went through all the others and I was like, yeah, nothing's jazzing me as much as that. So Matador sent out some stuff to him. He's actually in Canada. Um, and I don't have his real name in front of me. I should have pulled that up earlier. But uh, I've got a package going out to him on Monday. So a couple of little things for him just for uh, for being a good sport. Yeah, something else that happened. Uh let me see. It was him. Oh, you were right in your assertion about last week's show. Some people only read the title of the show yep. and decided <laughs> to correct me on my history uh, yep. of, 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 of what came first, the 40 or the 10. I'm like, disappointed in all our listeners because nobody dog, dogpiled on like I requested. I mean, uh, I asked you guys to beat those people up and you have failed me. <laughs> Worst. I'm like, dude, just listen to the show. You'll yeah. get the reference. It's just the time. I'm sure that I'll probably, I mean, shot show hangover. <clears throat> I'm sure someone there will send me some information on how to quit drinking. Yeah. Or Alcoholics Anonymous or something with the name of this show. So it's just like, dude, listen to the Some guy. What I, I don't know if you saw it, but. You know, sometimes, again, I, I, for the most part, bite my tongue. And other times I go, yeah, you know what? I'm, I'm going to respond to this. And I just said, yeah, no, absolutely. How did you like the rest of the show? <laughs> We're still waiting for a response to that comment. Uh, it was great. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. But uh, some guys so want to just teach to the world. Mm-hmm. And give the world all of their knowledge. And it's like, yeah, brah. Hey, you know it would have been cool if you were to listen to the show. Yeah, we talk about it. We talk about it. So actually. Like, you go back a few episodes and you had one like, you don't need an AR-15 to hunt was the title of mm-hmm. one of the episodes. And people got all bent out of shape about that. 
And I had to respond. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, uh, it's just the title of the show. It's not our opinion. Try listening to the show. And, and one person did, right? I can think of one in particular where he said, all right, I went back and listened to the show. You guys are awesome. I take back my earlier statement about wanting to rip your head off, uh, you know, whatever it was. But, but he got it, right? Like, we're not idiots. Although the headline may suggest otherwise. Yeah, imagine that. A salacious headline. Um, (laughs) Yeah, right. In today's world, a salacious headline. But it was just really funny. It's like, come on, guys. Uh, One guy was telling me the same thing. Oh, so I was on another podcast. I was on Gun and Never Enough Ammo. He has a diversity podcast and he just invites different people and we talk about a lot of different things. And I brought up the information that I talked about on last week's show about most 10 millimeter defensive ammo being loaded to 40 Smith and Wesson ammo levels, ballistics. Oh, people lost it. Oh, 10 millimeter full life. Bah, bah, bah. And I'm like, again, <laughs> if you're using modern oh, life. 10 millimeter. Yeah, 10 millimeter <laughs> ammo. It's not loaded any hotter than 40 Smith & Wesson defensive ammo outside of two loads. That they respond to it like you just disrespected their set. Yes, I am quite aware of that. It's gang turf warfare now because you, you don't get it trash about the 10 millimeter. It's 40 is a short and weak version of you 10. about the 10 millimeter life, bro. What you know about the 10 millimeter life? Do you even 10 millimeter, bro? 10 millimeter? You ain't never going to be 10 millimeter, so you better just keep your 9 millimeter behind up out of here. Oh, it was so sad. Sorry, I'm like, Smith and Wesson want to be 10 millimeter mother. <laughs> Shut your mouth. I'm just talking about 10 millimeter. <laughs> no. uh, you're welcome. But it was just so juvenile. And I'm like, here's the link to the article. Read it. Oh, on the side of the box of Smith & Wesson. Uh, uh, hey, bro. <laughs> SIG ammo 10 millimeter is loaded hotter than they didn't review SIG ammo. These are the ones that they reviewed. And again, having the ballistics on the side doesn't mean anything when you compare it to a gel test. Just because a 180-grain bullet does 1,000 feet per second in 40 Smith & Wesson and 1,300 feet per second in 10 millimeter still doesn't mean it penetrates deeper or expands more when tested in gel. It just doesn't. One is numbers. And at this point, I feel it necessary to cue the lisping neckbeards who feel the pain to point out ballistic gel tests are not the end-all be-all for ballistic science when it comes to pistol caliber ammunition. (laughs) It's a medium. It's a constant test medium. That's all. (laughs) But, uh, oh, dude, I I love it. I'm like, why are you arguing with me? It's an article. Go argue with him. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't test anything I just figured "Mm, Lucky Gunner doesn't have a dog in the fight Because they will sell you ammo From anywhere Yeah. So they tested ammo That they have on hand to actually Increase the traffic to their blog And increase the traffic to their site Here's what we found 
Now buy anything you want because we'll sell you all of it. All of it. All of it. Thanks for <laughs> reading the article. Now give us your dollarses. <laughs> all the dollarses. So anyway, that's that's some of the stuff I got and some of the reaction I got over over last week's show. I, I just thought it was funny. Uh, thanks, everybody, to listen to it. Um, I was trying to get a little bit of hype, and I put a couple of different uh, posters up or however you want to call them, flyers or whatever I do for the show. And, and it caught on a little bit and spread a little stuff bit. Nice. But, yeah. But I think maybe ballistics wasn't a thing, or maybe I did mm, uh, maybe I should just name it "You Suck," and uh, that should be the show. title. Let's, let's 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 move on into this week's show, okay? Enough of yeah, that. Yeah, title of this week's show is "You Suck." You want to know more about last week's show? Listen this to last week's show. This is this week's show. I just found it funny. I thought it was interesting. Ballistic always gets some people going. All right, <clears throat> Listen, people are going to get mad no matter what you do. Hey, here's a fun thing I did last night. I brought back the Black Bag Resources brain dump. Yeah, so you did that. And... I dusted that off. Yeah, well, here, here's the thing. I've had people bugging me, like, hey, Sean, we really missed that. We enjoyed that. It was a fun little thing to do on Friday nights for, you know, 45 minutes or an hour. And we'd like you to start doing it again. Um, and I guess because it's been a couple of months due to my work schedule and the holidays and yada, yada, um, I, I people got really upset with me about the new haircuts. Because <laughs> I guess that's the first time some of them have seen it. And they're like, what is this? So, oh, yeah, that's, wow. that, that was the hot news out of the brain dump. Everybody losing their mind over my haircut. You're not, you're not as hot as you used to be. Well, I figure more of me is covered. That should be an improvement. That's the way I look at it. Yeah. yeah, yeah you should do the brain. You should, the back. <laughs> it should look like an Al Qaeda video when you do a brain dump. <laughs> nice. <laughs> all right. Want to go? Uh, is, we're going to go away. Podcast? No, I just turn off all the lights for the video. Yeah, <laughs> nobody wants to see this. <laughs> we're, gonna, we're gonna go away. Come back with legislation. All right. Oh, wh- why? We were having fun. <laughs> we're still gonna have fun. Fine. Let's do legislation. All right. <laughs> See you in a minute. Welcome back, episode forty-eight. Shot show hangover. We're into okay. legis- <clears throat> legislation. Legislation. Uh, Ryan Conrad is a gentleman who named Project Arctic Wolf. I just wanted to get that out there. I feel feel like he deserves it. All right, so thank congrats. You, Ryan. You've got a little prize package coming from Matador, a little prize package coming from me. And uh, if you're listening to the show, thanks. <laughs> All right. Now you can do I, the things you want to do. Yeah, thanks. I really appreciate that. You couldn't even <laughs> wait for me to finish like, introducing them. No. Uh, so congratulations! You gave him a little GI Joe name for his little project, and he's all happy. Like Snow Leopard wasn't good enough, so Arctic Wolf it is, uh, Paul. Because Snow Leopard was not good enough. Whatever. <clears throat> well, yeah, you had to have a Canadian name it for you, so I'll leave it at that. Yep. Hey, who knows better about snow stuff than Canadians? Yeah, sure. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're gonna talk about legislation. legislation. I'll just go ahead and throw this out there. Uh, you need to contact your legislators to oppose the silly universal background check bill, which is HR8, that's in the House, and S42, that's in the Senate. Uh, contact them. You can go through your NRA ILA app or NRA ILA page 
and send them emails that way. You can also get the information um, who, whom to call, get their phone numbers and their mailing addresses so you can actually send something to them. Also, something you should oppose is, of course, Diane Feinstein's new 2019 slash old assault weapons ban, S76, mm-hmm. which is ridiculous. Um, and assault I just weapons found- bans are like the, the, the horror movie, like slasher flick villain of firearms legislation. Like they die, they come back. They get killed again. They come back. So here we are with Diane Feinstein's assault weapons ban part 17 assault weapons ban goes to New York. Like, it's just, it's so stupid. This is how stupid it is. They have a part of the new assault weapons ban that says mm-hmm. this. It's illegal to make something that works its way around the assault weapon plan. It's illegal to come up with a product, a legal product, because they don't want innovation. So it's illegal to comply with the law. It's illegal to build a part that complies with the law as it is written. That's illegal. Right. You have to comply with the spirit of the law. Well, Diane, (laughs) I'd like you to comply with the spirit of a little thing called the Second Amendment to the Constitution. Yeah. How about that? That'd be great. Every gun law is an infringement, you monster. I I don't understand why she has such a hard time understanding the Second Amendment and the Bill of Rights since she was a teenager when it was signed. (laughs) <laughs> I, I don't understand it. She was there. But yeah, it, it's like, okay, so you came up with these stupid rules. And if anyone invents anything like maybe a thumbhole stock to get rid of past some of your feature stuff, right. oh, that's that's illegal. If I have a featureless, a featureless um here here's the bottom line. Right. She wants everything banned. She wants no private ownership of firearms period. She does not want you having a flintlock musket. She doesn't want you being able to fight anyone ever for any reason at all. That is the bottom line. Her legislation is just nibbling towards that goal. That's all it is. And if it sounds like, if it sounds like a big bite to us, I promise you it's still a nibble in her mind because until she has everything completely banned so that private firearms ownership is no longer a thing in the United States anywhere, She's unsatisfied. I, I have to add a word. I'm sorry. Legal firearms ownership. Because again, right. none of this does anything to criminal enterprise. Except makes us more victims of anything anyone who's armed wants to do to you. Or anyone that outnumbers you. Or is stronger than you. Or is your government wants to do to you. Can be done to you. When, as a whole, society is disarmed. That's all. There's no fear of you rising up and doing anything if I can just squash you down. Oh, and and to, to be fair, Tony, uh, your statement earlier that she was there when all of that was written and signed. Um, she, obviously, she was alive at that time, but she was not present. She was busy, like, pillaging Carpathia and bathing in the blood of virgins or something. Yeah. 
<laughs> she's been around a while, but it's the same old, same old. Believe me, it, it, because a lot of people going, you know, oh, if we could just get rid of that woman, she's not alone. If she was just the crazy old lady in the corner coming up with anti-gun bills that no one paid attention to, that would... That it was just her and her 65 cats. She wouldn't be doing any damage. She gets a bunch of stupid people to agree with her. That's the problem. Uh-huh. And there's new generations to take her place. So please, don't make voodoo dolls of this witch. Yeah, I <laughs> and apologize. Try to do bad things to it. I shouldn't call those people stupid. They are misguided, but they're not stupid. I don't think they're misguided. I think they're freaking evil. Um, but I want to talk about some good news. Uh, okay. Indiana. Indiana has a new bill proposed uh, that's going in front of the State House Committee, Bill 1284, which enhances protections offered to law-abiding citizens acting in defense of themselves. Yeah, that's right. Uh, this bill, what is it? hold on, a trial court. Oh, <clears throat> I'll go ahead and read it because really, if I don't, it's going to sound bad. It will provide immunity for justified use of force in certain instances. A trial court would be required to conduct a pretrial hearing concerning the application of the immunity when the defense defendant raises the justified use of force immunity as a defense and dismiss the claim when justified force is used. The bill would also require court to award in certain instances reasonable attorney's fees if it determines a suit was brought unjustly, helping to prevent financial ruins for individuals protecting themselves and others. That's the part that I think is really important because anytime you hear about these cases where uh, specifically a home was broken into, right? And I don't, I don't know there's too many states in the country that, that have laws prohibiting you from defending yourself inside your home. Outside your home, we get into duty to retreat versus stand your ground. But inside your home, it's, it's usually castle doctrine, even in very restrictive states like New Jersey. Um, <clears throat> so in those states, it can be problematic in that the family of the criminal who broke into your home with the intention of murdering you is now painted as a victim of an overzealous gun owner who happened to be at home when this poor misguided youth who is, who is stealing from you so he could buy books for school nonsense. Um, they, they were there with bad intentions and they got what they deserved. Unfortunately, death was a part of that. Um, but their, their actions had to be stopped for the safety of the person in the home. So unfortunate byproduct was they died because of it. Uh, I don't feel the person who was protecting themselves was in the wrong. With that said, these people have families who invariably sue the homeowner who was the victim of this crime because they love their poor little misguided perpetrator. So the fact that this this legislation could potentially put an end to that in a way that uh, would resolve it with restitution and, and, and not leading to the financial ruin of the victim of the crime I think is finally a step in the right direction for justice. I, I don't understand. <laughs> Larry the Assassin Johnson was just stopping by your house to collect for church mm -hmm. in the middle of the night with a crowbar, a ski mask, 
and a gun with the grip taped up so you know he could easily take it off for his fingerprint. Right, serial number filed off and, and all that yeah, good yeah. stuff. But he's, that was he's just a, a poor, misunderstood young boy at the age of 33. Mm-hmm. Who yeah. just got out of jail um, and was still awaiting trial. And yeah. it was still awaiting trial for something else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's, it's really good. But this is also one of those things. This comes in that uh, self-defense insurance kind of thing. This is what that does, but it's kind of important that you have that too. So look. Well, at the fact that it has legislative backing, I think, is is the biggest part. And I would love to see as much as we're we're seeing the extreme risk protection order laws spread like wildfire. Maybe this could be the other side of that. Well, guess what? Yeah, you you might get away with passing your stupid extreme risk protection order that really does nothing but disarm uh, people who have committed no crime. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the other side of the coin, maybe we can get this passed in more places that, yeah, special trial to prove that it was self-defense before we proceed with anything else. And if it was self-defense, the whole thing gets dismissed and the attorney's fees can be recouped by the victim who was forced into a, a trial proceeding that shouldn't have been. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was some good news. I'm going to try to start throwing good news legislation in also or positive firearms legislation just because it's, it depresses me so. Dude. It's hard to find, though. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'm not saying I'm doing it every week. I'm just saying uh, if I can find it, I'm going to put it in because it's depressing just to feel your rights are always under attack and there is no positive. Well, there is. And yeah. if you live in these states, support it. Just because it's happening doesn't mean you shouldn't write those people and go, hey, thank you very much. I really believe in this, and I appreciate your effort. That's cool. I'm a law-abiding citizen. I think you're doing the right thing. Yay. All right. So that's legislation. I feel that we went through that, and I feel a little more positive now. Let's wrap it up, break it off, and move on to something more fun. Oh, look at you. Want to just do stuff quickly now. All right. We'll be back. Mad minute. I'm in the groove, baby. Yeah. (laughs) I'd like to take a minute to talk about High Point Firearms. I purchased my own High Point 40 Cal Smith & Wesson pistol and wrote a review about it on the firearmsinsider.tv. I stand behind every positive word I said in that review. High Point has supported the diversity shoot with swag, hats, t-shirts and in the last year carbines they're an american company with a lifetime warranty on their products and a price that can't be beat if you want a range gun a truck gun or an inexpensive self-defense firearm you should look into high point pistols and carbines welcome back episode four chat show hangover we're in a mad minute Mad Minute this week is, yet again, while posting about Anthony Calandro uh, being the tip of the spear of the 2A movement in New Jersey, mm-hmm. I get, <clears throat> in the NRA page, of course, somebody goes, well, New Jersey's lost anyway. You're wasting your time. You need to leave and move. And the tip of the spear, is, it's got a rubber tip. Mm. Not doing any good there. So of course, I'm Here a human being. I'm a human being, and Anthony Calandro's a friend, um, a sponsor. He allows this actual 
diversity shoots to take place at gun for higher range. And I was about to, I, I was trying to figure out how to say something constructive to this guy because the, the internet's full of negative. So this is what I said. I'd rather stay here and fight for my own rights. That's what I do as long as I can. And I know Anthony Calandro is here with me because I see the work he does and I'm beside him when he does a lot of it. I have no idea what you do for our Second Amendment rights, but I think I'll stick by the people that I know are doing work. And for some reason, for the last two days, this guy has had no response. Mm -hmm. I hear this a lot. You you notice that you and I end up killing a lot of threads. (laughs) I didn't say you don't do anything. No, no. I know what he does. I don't know what you do. And of course, you know, there's no long list of things that any of these people who say, just move. Have you ever moved? I I just want to wonder if these people have ever packed up all their crap and moved to another state. To just throw it out there as like a piece of advice, just move. Or do they not pay attention to the legislation all over the country coming to every state? That's the exact same crap that's here in Jersey. So, I mean, I, it must be nice to, to live that nomadic life where as soon as somebody does something you don't like, you can just turn tail and run. You don't have any roots. You don't have a job to worry about. You don't have a family with friends or, uh, you know, kids in school to think about that. You can just go, ah, forget it. I'm out of here. That, that legislation passed. Oh, I'm packing all of my stuff and I'm moving. <laughs> Toodles. Bye-bye. Yeah. Nope, nope. My wife's got to go. Family connections, all that. I should just sever all of that because of legislation that I could fight. Yeah, nah. which is weird because like the whole NRA thing is is stand and fight, and then you hear all these NRA members go, "No, just run, just turn tail and run." Well, it's also the same ones: cold dead hands, vote from the rooftop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cold dead hands, vote from the rooftop. Run. Sorry. I'm allergic to that nonsense. (laughs) I I just, I I find it ridiculous. And I find, I'm not going to say it's cowardly, but you don't win fights by running from fights. And legislation follows you everywhere. What happens when states like New Jersey fight and we win and we do have some wins? is that it gives pause to the other states that want to shove that same legislation down because they all pay attention to what's happening in other states. The anti-gun politicians are all the same people on the same payroll. So when something is tried here and it gets shut down, they might not try it somewhere else. So they hold off or they go into try it in Nevada. They try it in Oregon. And if it gets shut down there too, all right, back to the drawing board. We'll try to slide that one in next year. This fight never ends. And moving or running away won't help. They're doing this in every state. They're doing it in Texas. They're definitely doing it in California. Mm-hmm. New York has a whole nother set of Safe Act stuff that they're trying to push through now. Whole new 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 list of dumb stuff. Uh, actually, it starts next week in New York. So you want to pay attention to that. It starts up Monday. It's ridiculousness. And you have to fight it on every level and running is not the answer. So if you live in a free state and you really want to help someone in a state like Jersey 
donate to our state chapters of the NRA, like the ANJRPC. Donate to the CNJFO. Donate to the Second Inch for Everyone. You can help us many different ways if you live in a free state and you have somehow no problems. Or maybe you should join one of your state groups and find out that, yeah, you do have some attacks going on in your own capital. And you need to defend against those. You have to become educated. Running away is not an option because there's nowhere to run anymore. You're going to have to fight. You're going to have to do that whole freedom thing that we all talk about. This is the time. If you're a grown man and you're not on the list by now, because please don't use that as your excuse, then you've done nothing. And you need to do something. You need to fight for your rights. You need to, if you're not going to rally, you need to write some letters. You need to make some phone calls. You need to join a group. Or you can send money to a group or you can support a group. Heck, how's this? You don't want to have anything to do with anything. You don't want any paper trail. Then donate to the second is for everyone by buying something for black bag resources and using the code 2A4E. And at least the gifts and swag stuff can be given out. And you help that way. And it just looks like you made a purchase from Black Bag Resources. No one knows what happened. There are ways you can help. <clears throat> do it. <laughs> Everybody can do something. That's all I'm saying. Yep. Wow. <clears throat> that mad minute got kind of rambly. I, but... No, I, li- I like how you turned it into a commercial at the end. Yeah, it's frustrating. <laughs> Because there's a lot that you can do that doesn't involve a flag, a Gaston flag, and open carrying at a rally. Right, right. And maybe that's not your thing, right? Maybe maybe your schedule doesn't permit that. Maybe it's easier for you to make a donation to an organization. That's fine, right? I'm never I'm never going to bash that. Um, but you know, do just make sure you're doing as much as you possibly can. That's, that's what I will ask of you. Yeah. Do what you can. And stop giving horrible advice. Run. Run, Forrest. Run. That's No, it's not how you win fights. It's not how you win this fight. All right. That was a mad minute. We did the dance. Uh, now we're going to come back with Gear Whore. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Yeah. Kind of cool. <laughs> Welcome, episode Shot Show Hangover. This is the second is for everyone podcast, and we're talking gear horror, talking about some of the stuff that was at Shot Show this year. I thought it was a lot of stuff. I think a lot of manufacturers started introducing things before Shot Show, so there wasn't a bunch of things that were like brand new. Oh my god, clutch my pearls! You know mm-hmm. what I mean. Because Glock came out with their 48, 48X, uh, excuse me, 43X and Glock 48 before the show. So it was already released. They have them in the stores. I got to handle the Glock 48. It's pretty much a single stack Glock 19. That's what people used to ask for. That's what what the PD-10 is Rob Pinkus was trying to put out. I feel like that's so, what people asked for back in the 80s when Glock first released the double stack 17 and 19. But I, I kind of look at it now and I go, I don't understand. Like the whole point of buying a Glock for the last 30 years has been 
bro, you need more capacity. That's why you, you downgrade from the 45 to a nine millimeter. So you get 17 rounds in the magazine, bro. And then the same dude is like, oh, yeah, why do you need 17 rounds? Can't you shoot worth anything? You know, the single stack is more concealable, but this 10-round capacity is awesome. What, 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 why? Why are we going backwards? Well, I, I think they're right. It is easier to conceal the thin gun. Um, striker fired, single stack, 9 millimeter. It's a good idea. Concealed carries going up multiple states. There's millions of concealed carriers, way more than there was in the 80s and the 90s. Um, so it's a thing. People aren't willing to dress around the gun. They're going to have their gun go into the outfits that they wear. So, yeah, a thin gun makes sense. Other companies have been doing it. Congratulations, Glock, for realizing that that's what people want and finally coming around to it. What's annoying is the number of people that act as if it was something like ground. Oh, my goodness. Glock came up with what other people have been doing for 20 years. Car Arms' entire basis was on Mm -hmm. a single stack uh, concealed carry pistol. Ruger's LC9, right? What's the other one? Their security, like... it's been done it's been done to death Glock finally got around to doing it so now all of a sudden um, the people that take their marching orders from Glock and get paychecks from Glock and get money from Glock and that's that's really what I'm saying is it's the Glock fanboys that I don't understand the fanboys who told us we needed double stack for the last 30 years are now saying how great and innovative it is to have a single stack that everyone else has always done forever and ever well, it's the I, magazines and the social media guys that get paid to say this, and they do it. I These guess. guys aren't independent. They're the same squawkers that squawk and tell you what the industry needs. Meanwhile, certain guns don't get bought. Right. <laughs> These so guys says grace. Glock did that thing. Put peanut butter and jelly together. Good job. What's next? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I saw <clears throat> uh, Keltec came out with a single stack KSG. <laughs> Keltec has a KS7, which is now a seven-shot bullpup shotgun that only has one cylinder under it and one barrel, of course. So mm-hmm. now they came out with that, and it, it weighs a seven pounds. I'm like, okay. And it's short, uh-huh, and it's totally untested. <laughs> it's brandy new, so no, I'll stick to the 870 I have. It's um, It's got to work better than their, the KSG, though. It should work better in theory than the KSG. Yeah. Uh, what else came out? Oh, uh, hey, our friend Kevin Dixie has a new handgun that came out. That was pretty cool. He has his own mm-hmm. series of special handguns. Him and Terrell Defense, I think that's the name of the company. Uh, they came up with his own gun. I said prices will be named later. He gave kind of a hint. It's really expensive. Custom everything on a VP9. He put it out this morning or yesterday evening. No, two I want to say. Two days ago, but yeah, what I saw is this right? Nineteen and change. Yep. Yeah. Nineteen hundred dollars for a pretty much totally customized pistol with right. everything done to it, all kinds of cuts, all kinds of lightning cuts, Cerakote stippling on not only one set but all of the uh, back grips or whatever that you could put on the VP9, including mm-hmm. the side plates. Um, and a pretty cool case that talks about one of my favorite things is victimization of unarmed blacks in history. Uh, his thing is black wall street. 
and almost 200 people killed during that incident with the help of the government of Oklahoma mm-hmm. and normal citizens. Again, <clears throat> and it, it, it's just the truth. I think that might be even what the uh, pistol's called, mm-hmm. the truth. So that's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, it's a $1,900 price point, but it's right. a total customized pistol. Well, I'm, I'm torn on it, right? Because I'm not spending that much on a, on a handgun. Not my thing. Um, no. And wrong. no but, but I did see Kevin responded to somebody who was like, oh, it should only be X amount of dollars. And Kevin was like, no, break all this down, do the math, add it up. Because he includes the light. He includes the, uh, the yep. red dot. He, like, it's got everything. It's got everything. And I'm looking at it going, that's that's not a bad package deal, right? Like, if you bought all that stuff separately and you were sending it out to have that work done, it probably cost you 2500 bucks. So, And also understand what the money's also going to, right. which is aiming for the truth. Right. Aiming for the truth, this is charity. So it goes to something else, not the whole one gun, one gunsmith thing. And, you know, the company's just soaking up a large percentage of it just based on their name. Right. This is actually going to a cause that helps a lot of other people. But so I, I thought I just wanted to respond with like hashtag stop being poor. <laughs> stop being poor. <laughs> and their idea of oh a good price is twelve hundred. Good that twelve hundred dollars is a lot of stock guns out there now that are high end or you know nicely done. Like you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like some guns with trigger work. Like the new uh Walter Q5 steel, that's like $1,200 with everything, and it's a race gun. It's a steel uh, race gun by Walter. Steel framed, Walter right. PPQ trigger, all of that, and that's around $1,200. I thought that was cool, um, but it's only a cool for a race gun. I mean, it's heavy as heck. It's almost 40 ounces, so it's not really a carry gun when you have the PPQ match. You know what I mean? That you can actually carry and it's polymer and it weighs like 27 ounces or something like that. But yeah, Walter came out with that. I I thought it was nice. I'm not Google Gaga over it, but I thought it was nice. And just various things came out. Nothing just caught me. Like uh, Daniel Defense came out with a bolt action rifle. Yeah, okay. (laughs) I'm like... I hate them. (laughs) Uh, that's cool, I guess. You call it diversifying. Oh, and they say it's an entry-level rifle for Daniel Defense, so it's like, you know, twelve to $1,500. No, thank you. Peace. Um, <laughs> I, I was just looking at the stuff. Like, I'm not impressed by any of the new things that came out. I'm not blown away by it. Uh, Colt came out with their King Cobra and 357 Magnum. Next. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's like eh. um FN came out with their FN509 medium frame which is the same size as the Glock 19. Okay. Yeah. It's cool. And this is uh, what I'm talking about. It's like variations of of other things they've already done and they're hoping that all right, well, you know, we've we've gotten some feedback and we've we've made some adjustments based on what customers tell us. So there you go. Yeah, and it's not like I'm poo-pooing your favorite maker. It's just, I'm like, oh, okay. I, let's be honest, Tony. Part of the problem is us, and we've seen these trends before, right? We've seen the ups and downs, so it's a little bit harder to get us excited about things. 
But you can't come up with something. <laughs> we have an orange now. Ooh. You heard me, right? It's orange. <laughs> it's freaking orange. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I heard you. Stop yelling. No, look, just Timber Creek. Did- but this this year at Chacho, they announced they're doing an emerald green set of furniture. <laughs> I love green. I think it's great that they're doing a different version of green other than like olive drab. You know, <laughs> I, I, I go, okay, all right, I'm in. I got to see if I can squeeze another rifle build in in time for St. Patrick's Day. But <laughs> uh, Magpul has furniture for the CZ Scorpion. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. And magazines. Yeah, we got magazines, okay. But here's the thing: the Scorpion, Scorpion magazines weren't expensive anyway. They, 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 they weren't terrible, no. No, I mean it's like okay. And they work really well. I've never heard anybody complaining about the Scorpion magazine. There was something else early on that they were complaining about, but I don't think it was mags. Oh, I found it funny that uh, DSA, who usually makes uh, what do you call those uh, HKs? They make HK copies. They, they coming out with Israeli FAL rifles now. They picked up kits for old school Israeli FALs, add their receivers through barrels on, and they're selling that for ridiculous prices. Like now, now yeah. it, it'll be cheaper for it will be cheaper for me to build a time machine and go back to the late eighties <laughs> and buy one than it would be to buy one of these. So now, just uh, now. well. Since since you're going to break out the time machine, can we use that to go pick up AES 10Bs? Because I see that Century is re-releasing those for three times what they cost the last time around. Yeah. The AES 10B is an RPK variant. Um, so think AK on steroids. This is like the squad automatic version of an AK. So uh, heavier receiver, reinforced trunnion, longer barrel, bipod, you know, just just bigger, beefier AK still uses a seven six two by thirty nine for for those of you that aren't familiar, um, and and I love mine, right? I have one of the Century guns, and I, I don't remember the model number, but it was the one that came out after the AES ten B when those ran out last time, right? But mm-hmm. the ten Bs were going for like five hundred bucks, and I got mine for six fifty, and they're like, yeah, you know, it's it's American made, it's a little bit better. I've had no problems with it; it runs great, um, but it doesn't have the carry handle like the 10B has. Well, now they're re-releasing the 10B, and the price they were quoting at Chacho is $1,500. There you go. $1,500. Grab two at that price. I mean, <laughs> if you want no, one, No, at that price, one. I'm thinking, uh, I'm, I'm going to start shopping for an RPD instead of an RPK. <laughs> right? I want to get into yeah. a belt fed. Forget it. Like, if I'm if I'm going to spend that much, it's it's... Just another thousand to get into the belt fed. Belt fed is life. Belt fed right. is life. But um, I, and the same I, thing with their PSL. They're talking about re-releasing the Romanian PSL. That's twenty five to twenty six hundred dollars. Going those things were eight hundred bucks the last time they were available. Again, either people go to buy them or people aren't. If you don't, they sell out. They come off the market and then they come out again in ten years. They're going to be more money. It's just that simple is it worth it it gets to the point that i'm saying no it's not i mean (laughs) yeah i i was like and i I posted it on facebook a couple of times like this is the only thing i've seen at chat show that really has my mouth watering and then as soon as the price tag started coming out i was like nope 
Mouth dried right up. Dried right up. <laughs> yep. Anybody got water? It's dry in here. I'm parched. <laughs> Look so, like the uh, Tom and Jerry cartoon. Like. <laughs> Just suck those cheeks right in. Yep. <clears throat> oh, it's funny because Kimber came out with some new stuff that I don't care about at all. Okay. Um, so we don't even need to talk about it then. Uh-huh. <laughs> Next. Now, I saw something that, that's a Glock pistol brace from New Flux Defense. Have you seen that? I, I'll tell you what. This is something we may disagree on. I think this is kind of cool. Oh, I think it's kind of cool, too. It's a pistol brace that goes onto the back of your Glock handgun. And um, when you pull it out, you hit the button. It's pretty much go the button itself that releases the pistol brace. It extends. It's an extending spring-loaded pistol brace that pops right out that you use to brace on your cheek or your forearm. Or you just shove in your shoulder like a little tiny SBR. But it goes on the back of your Glock. And... It is a shoulder brace. I mean, a pistol brace. It's a pistol <laughs> brace. Yep. And it fits right into your holster, and you could cover it up with a jacket or something. But it's a pistol brace there, for your it's, handgun. It's a pistol brace for your Glock, right? And they're talking about coming out with different variants for other handguns. It's also limited as to which size and which generation you can use it on right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I believe they have them in black and flat dark earth. To me, it looks pretty cool. It deploys pretty quickly. They did think it through to the point where they went, okay, if you know, we still want you to be able to carry this. So here's a holster that works with this product. They also have a holster out. So they've, they've kind of gone 360 as far as all that goes. I don't know if their holster accommodates a light mount or not. Um, I got to do a little more research on it, but just from a, thumbing your nose at the government standpoint and saying, here's a product that works around your bogus laws that make no sense. I'm mm-hmm. happy flex defense has come up with this. Um, and from what I've seen, it looks like it works really well. Mm-hmm. They've got I've a couple of work- tutorial videos out where they're saying, you know, your, your instinct may be to press this button and then leave your finger there, take your finger off of that, tap it, make sure it's locked in place and then utilize it. But like it looks like it works really well. It looks pretty slick. It it doesn't it doesn't turn me off in any way that certain other products do. Right where you look at it and you go, all right, cool idea, but ugh. Honest Outlaw has a video out. He's using it. It comes with two different springs, so you can increase the spring tension to help pop that sucker out. I think right. it's worth looking at. And Tim from Military Arms Channel, he has one that he actually purchased. Um. Because it shut down a bunch of internet haters that talked about people getting free stuff on the internet, you know, the, the mm-hmm. YouTuber guys. And he was like, nah, I bought mine. <laughs> and, and Flux Defense actually sent a text. Yeah, hey, thanks, Tim, for buying yours and not asking for it like a lot of these social media guys do for free. So right. I thought that was cool. <clears throat> but and that's, that was I'll the give only- Tim credit there. He turns me off with a lot of his other stuff, and I'm kind of punched out from, from following him. Mm-hmm. But he, he will go so far as to say, look, I bought this. And here's a picture of the item with the receipt. Yep. Right? So mm-hmm. just shut up about that part of the, the argument. <laughs> um, I think that's about it. I mean, we've been going on for a while. What's in shot? And I, got, I, think I got a couple that, more things that I was oh, interested really? in. Yeah. Yeah, you well, know what? Partly, let's roll what? back with it. You want to do, you wanna do round two? Yeah, let's do a round two with it. All we'll right. be right back with more gear horror. Welcome back. Gear Horror Part 2. 
episode 48, SHOT Show Hangover. What's up, Sean? What are you excited about? Um, partly because I'm a I'm an Odinworks dealer, but and partly because they just they've done really well by me as far as the quality of their products. I use their barrels, I use uh their safety is on you know Project Arctic Wolf. Um and I've done really well with a lot of their stuff. And you're also on the Gun and Gear Review podcast. Chad Wallace from that show did a review of one of their muzzle brakes. He had nothing but uh, high marks for it. So they, they make a bunch of good stuff, but they released a bunch of new products at shot this year that they didn't even hint at prior to that. So that was kind of interesting. Some stuff I, I kind of question, right? They have an adjustable buffer mm-hmm. for a series firearms, whether it's a pistol rifle, nine millimeter, five, five, six, whatever. Um, and basically you can unscrew the face of it and change the weights out. Mm-hmm. That's one of those things where I look at it and go, okay, good idea. Cause now I can just buy that and I don't have to worry about what it's going into because I can customize it. And then part of me goes, but I can just buy the right buffer for what I'm building. Mm-hmm. So price point, I didn't get my hands on the price point yet. That will determine whether or not this is a good idea. If it's even close to what a regular buffer costs, I think that's going to be the smart way to go because then whatever build you're getting, you just, you just stock those. And from a dealer standpoint, I can just tell customers, look, this is a dollar more than the other one, but I guarantee it'll work with whatever you want because you can adjust the weights on it. Very simple. Um, They also released both a brace and a stock. And this is, this is the one trend I'm kind of noticing this year is these things have to be spring-loaded, right? Because their stock and their brace are both collapsible and they're both spring-loaded, just like the flex defense pistol brace we were just talking about. So uh, reasonable price point, again, comparatively across the market, they're, I think they're 250 or 260 something like that, um, for a PDW-style stock assembly right it's it's the entire kit it's not just a stock you're dropping on that that would only be 50 or 60 bucks you know when you're talking about a complete assembly like that like i have the uh detroit tomahawk that was a little bit more initially they came down to about that price point now but they were three and change originally mm-hmm. and not reloaded yeah um so same kind of thing there and they're doing and it, it they look very similar um, but if, if you like that style of collapsible brace, you'll be able to put on your AR pistol and then you can have a matching stock to go with your rifle. If you're, you're building a set or whatever, what else, something else you wanted to jump in with? Yeah. Well, Brownells, of course, with their retro line, it's awesome. Mm-hmm. I really love that. They came out with the 605, which is their dissipator, uh, that looks like the AR, uh, M16 605 variant that they had back in the day when they were trying to figure out how to shorten ARs uh, with their gas system and everything. They also came out with the BRN10 waffle magazines for the AR10, their version of the AR10. So it looks like the old school waffle mags. I thought that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, for crazy shout out, shout out kind of stuff, there's a company that came out with, it's called the S333 Volley Fire. Eight shot double-barreled snub-nose 22 Magnum revolver. How crazy is that? It looks like it has it looks like a revolver with an arctic trigger on it, which is like just an extended trigger that you would be able to shoot with like a mitten on 
that's what they did on some of the old school Arctic rifles. Mm-hmm. Um, so of course <laughs> I'm like, what kind of idiotic crap is this? Well, Ian and Carl from uh, N Range TV actually checked it out and went, "It's built well. The trigger, when you pull it like they want you to pull it, is really easy to pull." They were like, "When you have someone who's older or has weak hand strength, this really works out well." And it's two rounds of twenty-two Magnum and a revolver. Not horrible. Not what they thought it was. <laughs> Because I thought it was just another piece of garbage. I'd like to see one, but I doubt if anybody will ever order something like that. I mean, eight rounds of twenty-two Magnum. The double barrel stuff just seems like a gimmick to me, right? Mm-hmm. Like we had the the double nineteen eleven, the double AR, the double shotgun, and the DP twelve, and now we've got the double twenty-two revolver. And I just go, I, and I talked about this on the brain dump last night. Like, there's so many things that can go wrong there that to me outweigh the things that go right, I, I don't get it. Watching them, listening to them talk about it as knowing these aren't the people that, you know, get that paid sponsorship and mm-hmm. they look at things with a critical eye and if it sucks, it sucks to the point that they're banned from the Franklin Armory booth <laughs> because they crapped all over the Reformation um, and actually caught Franklin Armory saying two different things, talking out of both sides of their face. I, I'd listen to them more. You can check out the video on N Range TV on YouTube. But something else they had was a Tipman Armory nine millimeter Gatling gun. Dude, talk about just a cool. I you know I mean if you got a few thousand a couple thousand dollars to throw away, it's it, it's a Gatling gun that takes Glock mags, and <laughs> it just it just rotates. It's done like a Gatling gun back in the day with how it operates, but it's not all that gold and brass trimmed out kind of thing. And it's just mm-hmm. a cool range toy up on wheels that rotates and it takes. A I didn't match. see that. Yeah. It, 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 so is the Glock mag like fed in the top upside down, boom. like the old. You kind of sort of, I think you stick the Glock mag in the top or the side, a uh, little side. It fires from the four o'clock position. So whatever, you know, the barrel is at the four o'clock position is the one behind the firing pin when you rotate okay. it, but it fires one barrel at a time, of course, just like a Gatling gun, but it just feeds from a Glock mag. And it's a fun gun. I mean, because regular Gatling guns, if you buy one with the Colt, what's tens of thousands of dollars at this point, I think it's like $28,000 or something. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. This is like in the category of, well, you can buy a belt fed <laughs> or one of these. Actually, it's not even belt fed money. Because I think the belt threads from FN, the semi-autos are like, what, 8000 Yeah, if you're talking about the, the yeah. 249 semi-auto. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's like an $8,000. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, this what's, is... What's the fight light upper go for? I think that's like four forty five hundred something like that. Yeah, something, I guess. I, I just look at it as expensive, fun range toys. Not anything else you're going to do with it. I mean, yeah, okay, you got a 9mm Gatling gun. <laughs> I think RPDs are still just under 3000 That's a belt fed, but yeah. hey, 9mm Gatling gun sounds like a good time. One, it's cheap to feed, it's fun, it's fun, and it's fun. But that's, that's all I All of a sudden, it sounds like one of your old YouTube reviews, and I like it, and, and I like it's it. fun, and, it's and fun. I like it because it's fun, oh. and it's fun because I like it. Why would it's like you bad Dr. Me, Seuss. Why would you ever <laughs> let me do that? 
and and the sad part is not the worst YouTube reviews out there, but yeah, my, my no, no, <laughs> no. The early ones were pretty, oh bad, pretty raw, as they say. <laughs> yeah. Right. The only other thing I uh, I thought was interesting was Odinworks jumped into the uh, the silencer game, and they put out four different models of suppressors that are, uh, I believe, five five six and thirty caliber, and depending, so they've got four different models: direct thread on the 556 and 30 caliber and then one with a, a muzzle device in 556 and, and 30 caliber um and they range from like 500 to 650 so not terribly expensive as far as that goes but we didn't get any other real data on them as far as like how much they reduce sound stuff like that and then the only other thing i saw that that kind of jazzed me in the suppressor world was uh oss Mm-hmm. that uses that weird like spinning vortex method of reducing the the gas pressure and sound they released a, a can for the 338 lapua that is significantly smaller than anything else that was on the market currently yeah i was going through everything i've been going through different um manufacturers now we saw it before. I thought they'd already released it, but High Point has threaded carbines, nine millimeter carbines. Now I thought they'd released that last year, um, but I guess they're out now. And they also have Canadian versions of the carbines, so they have like nineteen inch barrels, and they've had to hmm. cut the uh, they've had to cut the pistol grip down, so it actually takes C nine magazines instead of its own carbine magazine. And they have a mm-hmm. California legal version that's featureless. Of course, it just has a Kydex. Uh, little shark fin on the back of the pistol grip so you can't wrap your thumb right. around a pistol grip making it California legal and then there's the new I call it John Wick trailer trash C9 um, <laughs> the product Tony Simon is most excited about coming from SHOT Show yeah. the new high point pistol the new high point C9 that'll be the Tony Simon signature edition it has front serrations it has rear serrations um they've changed the design they changed the high point logo that's on the side of the gun they also have a grip safety while still having a thumb safety and it has a double stack 10 round magazine in the new c9 it's not out yet they're checking it out i guess they're working their way through it and it has a regular accessory rail instead of that high point specific accessory rail so that's and a threaded barrel and it has a threaded barrel and it also yeah. has a rear sight that you can take out and replace with a pick rail that you can put an optic on. So oh. what's really funny is somebody made a joke, but it said it's sad that high point was way more innovative this year's shot show than Glock was. <laughs> mm. <laughs> wow. An optic ready mm. threaded high point pistol with front serrations and a double stack magazine. Mm. Oh yeah, I was actually talking to them, and I was like, oh, "Okay, why the grip safety?" That's, that's a good burn. <laughs> that was a good burn. But uh, yep, they got the grip safety on it. They were so maybe they changed that so up a little bit. Um, you asked them why the grip safety. What I was asked their why answer? the grip safety. You said the grip safety cuts down on the rattling inside of uh, the pistol. Truthfully, look, when I carry my high point pistol, I don't use the I, I don't use the safety. The trigger pull is stiff enough that it's not needed. Also, the way it's on there, it's really difficult to sweep off. And I've said that in my review. Um, I've 
so yeah so for someone like me that won't use it because really it's horrible in the way it's on it makes it difficult at least i can't get to it quickly um and consistently and that's a problem this grip safety kind of makes it safer but the gun's not even out they made that one they put it out they're probably going to get feelings feelers out and mm-hmm. see what they're going to do but i thought it was pretty cool that a company that d- wouldn't have a double stack now has a 10 round double stack nine millimeter pistol mm-hmm. <clears throat> now listen i you know as as much as people will make fun of the appearance of the gun i think the new logo looks pretty good yeah it does new logo looks right. pretty cool um, new logo looks pretty cool some people you know were you get the high point haters who hate anything high point does yeah, so yeah. they can do no right but yeah. at the same time i go it's it looks it's it's a much cleaner look than the older style, right? It's still kind of big and chunky, mm-hmm. but they're obviously. Uh, How's this? For the price of a threaded barrel, you can buy an entire pistol that's threaded. Mm-hmm. You're not. <laughs> let's be truthful. You're not running around in Assassin's Creed or anything else or Hitman with your gun. So more than likely, that's not your. That's your range gun. You probably put a suppressor right. on your range gun. This with nine millimeter with 147 grain ammo would be subsonic. Um, you get an inexpensive suppressor. <clears throat> it threads right on. You got your $200 tax stamp. You can put it on other things, but boom, it's for this. Now you have nine millimeter pistol. Now it has a nine millimeter carbine that's also threaded. Not bad. And they said they're going to start doing this. Of course, they have the 10 millimeter already out this threaded, the 10 millimeter carbine. Mm-hmm. They they will start doing the threaded barrel optics ready thing on the other other handguns, probably next year or the year after. Who knows? But it's in the pipeline. So now you can have forty five subsonic threaded barrel optic ready. That could be in the close. And by the time all your paperwork is done, you can get it. It'll probably be yeah. out. Just yeah. saying, it's more options from a company that people said never did anything, and you still sell these ugly. 10 round single stacks now they're doing something else and they've moved into the double stack arena which means yeah it'll come with a 10 because again high point wanted to be 50 state legal during the magazine assault weapons ban so that's why all theirs were 10 or below in capacity now they have have come up with 10 round double stack magazines which means they will also sell Magazines that maybe have 15 rounds or even 20. Who knows where they'll stop because they also have those red ball mags that hold 20 and are single stack. They're making some changes. I think it's pretty cool for an American company. Again, it's one of the top 10 hand uh, firearms producers in the country. And they're still making moves for the budget market. And they're responding to customer requests, right? Yep. I mean, that's, that's really the big thing to me is, they they identified that they needed the carbine in 10 millimeter and they could do it at a price point that nobody else could touch. And they're from what I understand, they are selling the crap out of them. Oh, yeah. There are um, a whole lot of people eating crow waiting on that yeah. high point 10 millimeter to come through. Yeah. So my, I wouldn't be surprised if this is the same thing. My suggestion is uh, you contact high point. You find out when they're coming out with that 10 millimeter handgun and just keep on them. If it's something you want to do, yeah. I, right. I'm not interested in, in a 10 mil high point pistol, but mm-hmm. the 10 mil high point carbine, I think, was brilliant. Yeah. 
but um, if you you know camping gun, whatever gun, cabin gun, a ten millimeter yeah. hot, a lot of heat, a lot of heat that you can put out on something that's coming at you. That's got, it's loaded, right? Yeah, yeah. That's got fur and claws. <laughs> All right, guys, uh, that's it. We doubled down on gear whore because again, this is the shot show hangover show. Wow, like bare arms show podcast show podcast. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> yep. yep. Hey, 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 John, what's mm-hmm. up? Yep. <laughs> so we're yep. gonna be back with whatever mm-hmm. the heck it is I do next. What do we do next? Who cares? Uh, training concepts. We'll talk about training stuff. concepts for those of you who actually listen. <laughs> be right back. <laughs> Welcome back to episode 48, Shot Show Hangover. We're going into training concepts. Training concepts is something that really annoys me because it's when people repeat something they heard but don't understand what was really meant. One of the things is, well, most self-defense shootings happen in the dark. You've heard that one too, right, Sean? Yes, we've talked about why it's not technically correct well yeah and if you haven't heard why it's not technically correct is because fbi says that most self-defense shootings happen during the hours of darkness which does not mean they happen in the dark um they can happen in a parking garage it's not dark in the parking garage it's just night outside and um one of the justifications that they use for some of the gear that you wear is because all this stuff happens at night. And one of the things that annoy me is the night sights thing. Oh, you need night sights. How do you operate without night sights? How do you see your sights at night? How are you going to shoot someone at night if you can't see your sights? I'm like, hey, buddy, if I can't see my sights, I can't see who I'm shooting at. I mean, I, I do need to identify my target, too, don't I? So if it's so dark, I can't see the pistol in front of my face. Am I going to see the thing I'm shooting at? Bruh, do you even operate? Yeah. So <laughs> That's what your nods are for. Oh, yeah. I love those guys. Stop being poor. Stop so being poor. Pressure height night sights on your pistol that have to be NVG compatible. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sometimes, man, people don't listen to everything. I often find it's someone, it's like night sights. You need night sights. Well, why do what? stop? What? what? How, how about I need light? That would help a lot. E- either a, a standalone flashlight, a weapons mounted light, or why not both? Um, that would help. Night sights. I haven't found the use for them yet. Now I've taken classes. We've taken low light classes. We've hosted low light classes. We've taken low light carbine. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I've done low light freaking self-defense. Um, and again, no, haven't needed them. Not saying they're not necessary. I just haven't gotten to the point where I found I've needed them. If you want to get them, get them. But what I'm seeing is a lot of people getting things without understanding how stuff works, and then they don't try them out. And some of the night sights need to be charged. You need to shine a flashlight or some source of light on them before they activate. I'm like, well, great. How, how does that work? <laughs> like, <laughs> If I have a flashlight to charge my night sights, why don't I shine my flashlight 
on the bad guy. Just didn't get it. And and maybe hold I'm on, not- Mr. Unlawful Home Entry Man. I need a moment. <laughs> Stand fast. I am charging my night sight, sir. Just be a moment. Just a minute. Hold on. The the manual says at least 60 seconds of direct light. (laughs) Please be patient. Thank you. Now, again, it might be my ignorance talking, but I'm like, again, I haven't used them in the training I've had. I did. Okay. Right. I've got that Glock 22. I put Glock brand factory, whatever you want to call them, night sights on it. Uh, it's literally the only upgrade I did to that gun. Mm-hmm. Um, they're there. I don't really think about it much. But since 99% of the shooting I do is in a situation where those night sights are really just acting as three dot sights. <laughs> I don't feel it I makes a the- tremendous difference. I love the fact that you and I pretty much have a contest on who can keep their stock Glock the stockest. <laughs> 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 it's like <clears throat> well you I know i couldn't I, let that go i had to put a sight on yours i was like mm-hmm, yeah. i changed the sights on mine he's changed the sights on his i'm not having uh-huh. this you're like oh no no you have a high vis front sight on yours all right then i'll just take you're like I didn't, I didn't i didn't want that i was like you're doing it whether you like it or not yeah that was uh, uh that was not voluntary by the way <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, and my no FFL, that's not true that's not my true. ffl yeah. of course knows me he goes, Tony's a cheap bastard, but he shoots a lot. So I'll just reverse his stock Glock sight with the little white ring, and I'll just reverse it and put it in backwards so the black side is facing him. I'm like, <laughs> hey, thanks, Bob. That worked out really well. <laughs> Anybody else would be like, the sight's on backwards. I can't use that. I'm like, hey, that's perfect. That saved me from using a Sharpie. Shanks. Mm-hmm. El cheapo. (laughs) But the reason I brought it up, one, is to get that information out there because I don't think it's been said enough that that people get that wrong and and don't understand why they get it wrong. We have to learn the why behind some of the stuff we do. You don't just do it because you hear it, because it could be heard or misinterpreted, whatever, and then you have bad information. If you're going to take this training thing seriously, it's important not to just do the drills, not to just do what they say, but understand the why behind why you're doing it. Why are you holding the flashlight this way and not that way? Why do you recommend it this way? Why don't you try multiple ways of doing it? And I'm just talking about the flashlight only because we're thinking about the low light class or low light classes that we've held. And when you talk about the different ways of holding your lights, well, when we teach or when we host a class with Mike Wolford, he explains the why. Why would you use this method? Why would you use this method? How would you use this? It's important as instructors that you explain the why to your students so they can make choices of their own, or wise choices, or, or and they can explain it. Because when you're, when you're a student of this, when you take classes, more than likely that makes you the gun guy among your gun friends because most gun owners don't take classes. So if you're going to talk to your friends or your circle, you might be the gun guru in that circle and you've only taken one or two classes, but at least understand the why behind what you're telling them. 
I think that's really important if we're going to spread good knowledge in the community. <clears throat> what do you think about that? Okay, so I, you know, and this is this is something I wanted to say earlier, and I went, let me just go grab this gun and confirm it mm-hmm. before I say it. Really, I think the the best application for these night sights is not in no light, but in low light. When it's dim, you can still see the gun, you can still see your target, but it's dark enough where you're going. Ah, I'm having a little bit of trouble picking up those sights. That's the only time where I think night sights are actually appropriate okay um it, it gives you just a little bit of help there so it's not even like well i can't see my sights at all no it's just a little bit easier um and and to that extent it may be almost more of a vision issue than a lighting issue kind of like you found was it you i was talking to that by changing the color of the front sight it was easier for you to pick up yep yeah. Okay. Cool. Again, I have no problem learning something new, but I'm just saying. Same kind of question to me. Yeah. It, it's, but again, it's not the application of okay. It's completely dark in my house, pitch black. I can't see anything, but I can see these three dots floating around out there. So that's good enough for me to shoot in this direction where a home intruder may or may not be. If you can't identify your target, you shouldn't be shooting it. Right. Uh-huh. But maybe you can identify your target, but it's just dark enough that you're having a hard time picking up your sights. Happens a little bit quicker with those dots on there. And the fact that they have a little bit of a glow to them, even that they're not super bright, but you can find them. Right. Um, and since you and I are, are, you know, near the same age and grew up in an era where three dot sites and Novak sites were kind of a thing. Uh-huh. That was part of what I learned with with shooting handguns. So Uh that's a point of familiarity for me. So that was an improvement over the, the U, whatever they call the, the site on the Glock. Um, Oh, sucky. (laughs) Sucky. Dude, I don't know. The U shaped. No, the U suck. (laughs) So, yeah. yeah. But again, my, my U site is just reversed. It's just turned around and it works fine with, um, but okay, cool. Uh, I'm glad because I'm like, I, I don't get this whole thing. <clears throat> but that's what we want. I really wanted to talk about in training concepts today. Learn the why behind stuff so you can explain it. And really, if that helped explain it to me, okay, lower light, not darkness, but lower light. It mm-hmm. allows it easy to see, just like my high vis front sight. Dim, dusk. Those are appropriate times to use night sights, not dark or pitch black or without light because man that's how a bunch of people say it isn't it yeah when it's dark out (laughs) what what all right we're gonna come back with gun culture episode 48 shot show hangover gun culture I'm going to talk about some of the podcasts that I listen to just because it's entertaining, also it's firearms related. And I, I want to do this every now and again, just to give you some ideas of the shows I listen to and introduce you to maybe shows you haven't heard. So the AR-15 podcast is, on, um, is one I enjoy. It's on the Firearms Radio Network, and it's 
hosted by JD and Reed, and they talk about the AR-15s in every aspect. They have a lot of guests on from AR-15 manufacturers. Um, they talk about bills a lot. Uh, they talk about every possible aspect of AR-15s, and I find it very interesting because you wouldn't think doing a weekly show on ARs would be, but it is. And I've been on the show a few times. It's a lot of fun. Those guys are. Reed said, Reed, Reed <laughs> was in the Marine Corps at the same time I was. So he's like, <laughs> iron sights. Iron sights. You need iron sights. And it's entertaining because JD is, of course, a younger guy and busts his chops all the time about it. But um, I find yes, you, you also need sharp knife to fight saber tooth. Hey. Don't sleep on a sharp knife. It'll poke you. <laughs> <clears throat> but, um, yeah, they are your, their AR show is fun. Reed is also a big 357 SIG guy. And he's built, he built a 357 SIG AR pistol caliber carbine. All right, that's kind of cool. <laughs> not not a fan like personally i'm not a fan of the 357 sig but i can see why that would be a good idea <laughs> yeah <clears throat> load bottleneck cartridge uh-huh. uh you know rifle length controllability or even you know pistol caliber pistol uh-huh. <laughs> like ar yeah. ar pistol chambered in 357 sig yeah, that that uh, I, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, the mm-hmm. 125 grain bullet moving out at over 1400 put holes in things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. But another one um mm-hmm. <clears throat> so it's it's a fun uh, show. Hold on, I got to write this down. AR pistol break your face get out of my house. Okay. You got it. Oh, yeah. Uh, Civilian Carry Radio is another one I listen to with Baraka James. It's hosted by him. He usually has a panel of two to three other guys or people, and they interview firearms trainers, just a different firearms trainer every week, um, different disciplines of it. You know, some are tactical guys, some are self-defense guys or girls. Um, And it's interesting because, again, these are people from all over the country. Uh, Spencer Keepers. Uh, he's on there sometimes as a guest. Uh, they have law enforcement trainers sometimes as guest host. So you get experience, a lot of experience in one podcast talking about training and the different aspects of training. And again, asking questions and giving you the why behind why trainers do certain things. I think it really helps in your growth, if you're taking this martial art of firearm self-defense seriously, it really helps if you have a diversity of opinions and um, just education brought to you. You don't have to learn everything on your own. Diversity, you from, there's that word again. Yeah, no, it's, it's a big thing. <laughs> but diverse opinions and diverse experiences also might help you learn something better or even help you teach something better because you you teach from your own experience. You listen to Sean and myself, you listen to other shows, you get nuggets of stuff that you repeat to people. Well, if they don't get the way you're saying it one way, maybe this thing you heard on another show from another trainer will help. 
And I think that's that's a great thing about listening to podcasts, and that's one of the reasons I do it. Plus, I'm a gun geek, so it's gun stuff, and I listen to it. Or you but, might get an idea like, you know, all right, I disagree with you. I'm not a fan of the 357 sake, but a 357 AR pistol, well, that's a good idea. You, you <laughs> get a different approach at something that maybe you didn't like before that you suddenly find value in. Yeah. <laughs> 357 AR pistol. <laughs> Glock magazine, pistol brace. I'm making my list. Go ahead. Uh huh. I see that. I see that. <laughs> now you just got to pick out your color from Timber Creek. Yep. Um, St. Patrick's Day. I'm telling you that emerald green is hot. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. I can't <laughs> wait. Yeah. And what pistol brace you use and everything. Um, it's going to be Odenworks. I just told you. Oh, Haven't yeah, you paid yeah. attention to a word I said? Now I'm listening. I don't listen to this show. Uh, now the last one is, of course, I have no idea if I repeated this. I tried to go back in my uh, show notes to see. Whatever, Gun for Hire Radio with Anthony Calandro and Sandy. Yep they they talk about gun control in New Jersey, gun control throughout the country, current events. They interview people of diverse backgrounds. Their work is two A advocates, and it's. A very, very fun show because Anthony shot the heck out. <laughs> He's wide open. Sandy uh, is just, <laughs> he tries to keep him in check, but it's tries just to rein him in. Yeah, he tries to be the voice of reason. It's, it's very similar in style and feel to the relationship on this show. Yeah, you mean people that are real friends actually well before they ever cracked a mic and now they're doing a show together? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a thing. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, it's a great show. It's really worth listening to. Like They're at episode 300 and something or something like that. But uh, listen all the time. And I really like these shows. So I just wanted to give you some idea of the shows I listen to, what's on those shows. Two of them are on the Firearms Radio Network, Civilian Carry Radio, and the AR-15 podcast. Really like them. Uh, Gun, for Hire Rain, uh, Gun for Hire Radio, love that. Yep, they have a studio in the Gun for Hire range, a radio studio dedicated to just doing the show there. I think it's great. And uh, I'll probably be on it, hopefully, a couple of times this year. So that's gun culture, just going deeper into gun culture and the stuff I listen to. Uh, I used to watch some shows on, but uh, hey, that cable TV got expensive and the Pursuit Network, it had to go. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. sorry. And truthfully, they only had one good night on there anyway, which is Wednesday night at the range, uh, hosted by Midway USA. And it was like three shows. Other than that, it just had the hunting shows that would get on my nerves because these people would whisper all the time and take all day to stalk something. <laughs> and, and it was just the worst. Hold on. Check it. We, we're going to go over here and creep behind this tree and then see what we see on the other side of the tree. All right, there's nothing on this side of the tree. We're gonna, I'm like, oh my. How Tony, Tony, wait, 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 wait. There's another side of the tree. Let's try looking around the other side of the tree. You see that? You see that? Did it's you see a rock. That? Yep, it's a rock. I can see it. Yeah. Over. We'll be back after the commercial break for another 45 <laughs> minutes of us whispering around a tree. There it is. There it is. There it is. 
and it's so freaking far away you can't even see it on the screen. Mm-hmm. Like they're they're pointing the camera at it, you can't see it. Can't see not it. at all. Nope. <laughs> Just- I don't even know what's. I don't know if they're hunting turkey or like springbok or white-tailed deer or Tyrannosaurus Rex. I have no idea. I'm not a hunter. I am not a hunter. I'm a gun guy. They won't tell you what gun they're using. They won't tell you anything about the firearm. Yeah. Got it. Got it. And then they shoot it and they like high five and yell and cry and hug each other. Right. I'm like, what? They have that that deep emotional moment. Yeah, that deep moment. (gasps) Yeah. I'm like, whatever. (laughs) I gave up. I gave up on cable because we, April and I watched like two shows that were on cable. And we mm-hmm. did the math and we were paying like $35 an episode mm-hmm. to watch the two shows that we enjoyed. And I went, yeah, I, I need, I need that money for guns. <laughs> yeah. I'm starting to feel the same way. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that's, wait a minute. I watched like three shows. It's like the cable bill is really expensive. I can watch mm-hmm. those three shows on my phone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What am I doing? All right, guys, we'll be back with a shout outs. Well, I don't know if you will, but I obviously will. You don't stop talking over my <laughs> intro. <laughs> Episode 48, Shot Show Hangover. We're in the shout outs and announcements. Hey, Sean, the, what are we doing? We're going in the shout out. Because we're shot out. You know, this job doesn't pay real well, but I'm happy because I get to drink. So. <laughs> Hello? Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm sitting here. Uh, made a mistake. My wife wanted <laughs> my wife wanted mixer so she can drink, and I, I bought her grapefruit juice. Um, <laughs> hey, don't. awful and mix it with something awfuler. Yeah. Uh, next time you tell me exactly because I got you regular grapefruit juice. That stuff to turn your face inside out. How do I know she not didn't want that? I don't know. I, I don't. I don't make drinks. Anyway, <clears throat> hey Sean, go ahead. We uh, introduce the okay Patreon. So, so you've got your Patreon prizes all lined up, right? The limited edition, special edition, limited select, hand limited. Two A four E series knives that were donated by Car Arms as a Spiderco limited edition with the two A four E logo laser engraved and a serial number from NJ Concealment Furniture. So this is a limited production, limited edition, special edition, limited edition. We took the the number of Patreon supporters currently uh, making donations on a monthly basis, put the number into a randomizer. The randomizer selected a number. We took the number that corresponds to the winner, and the winner is... Oh, my gosh. Take it too long. Ray DeJour, you won. <laughs> Ray DeJour. Ray of the day. Ray actually won this month's knife. So we'll either mail it to him or... He can contact us. I guess I should have contacted him before we did it just to see if he wanted it mailed to him or not, but it it's not that professionally run. Uh, so uh, you're going to get it. You're going to also have a letter handwritten thanking you for all that you do 
in helping us make this show come to you weekly. Oh, ho, ho, ho. That's like an M. Night Shyamalan twist. Tony Simon thanking you for all you do. It's a twist. You didn't see it coming. So that's what I'm doing. And I really appreciate it, Ray. And all you guys that donate. I say yes. Don't, don't, don't call him. Don't tell him he won. Wait until he listens. Okay. If, if, all right. if he wants it, he'll let you know. <laughs> yeah, that's the way we're doing it. Yeah, if you want it, if you call me to be listening to the podcast and know you want mm-hmm. it, if you don't, yeah. it, you don't get it. Yeah, that knife is cool. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, you call me if you want it. <laughs> the the one week you know Ray doesn't get it. Right. But here's the here's you're, the funny you're, part. You've been giving me money all this time to support what I do, and now to get your prize, you got to chase me down. Uh-huh. <laughs> that just sounds funny, but yeah, it ain't happening. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, also, next week, next week we will be giving away the Winter Warrior patch. What from Patriot Patch Company? Oh, I'm not giving away mine. You're giving away yours, Sean. But uh, I, I didn't. I didn't get one. And if you, <laughs> if you think you're getting April's, you're gonna have to fight her for it. It's the Winter Warrior pa- Winter Warfare patch. It comes with a Winter Warfare sticker, the Winter Warfare patch, and the artist renditioning renditioning of it when he drew it out, Ryan Cross. So it's pretty cool. And this, this, this goes is the out January patch of the month, <laughs> the Patriot patch patch of the month club. And if you want to join the patch of the month club, it's fifteen dollars. Mm-hmm. Right, fifteen dollars a month yep. to patch a month. So, for being a five dollar or above patriot, your name goes into the list. I mean, you're—it's not even a raffle. It's just I'm drawing. I'm picking one of you guys to win this, um, because you donate to us. So I think that's just cool. I'm not a patch guy, but you guys are, and I hope good luck to anyone who wins. All right, so we're going into shout-outs, and I think I'm going to combine this one just because of what's going on this at this time. Uh, the NRE ballots are out mm-hmm. in your hot little hands. And so this week's shout-out is going to Anthony Calandro and Adam Kraut. These two guys are pretty much outsiders as far as the NRA is concerned. And I would really like to see them on the board of directors of the NRA because they believe in that change. Anthony and <laughs> Anthony <clears throat> and Adam are actual friends of mine. They believe in the diversity in the, in the firearms community. They believe in getting rid of some of these laws. They believe the NRA should be leading the fight, not making deals. And, and they know the NRA needs to change. A lot of us out here, are dissatisfied with the direction the NRA is going in and the things they've been doing lately. Well, the only way you can make it change is to change it. Not being in the NRA, they don't care what you feel or think. Yeah, if you're but, cutting up your NRA membership and, and not giving them money anymore and, and doing all that stuff, that's fine. That's your choice. But understand, if that's what you do, they no longer care any more about your opinion than they do the opinion of a member of Moms Demand Action. Exactly. So you don't, yeah, you don't get a say. Voting is how you yeah. get a say in what goes on with NRA. 
Wayne LaPierre doesn't care what you feel if you're not a member. Um, so Anthony Calandro, Adam Kraut, you don't have to put 20-something names down on the vote. Matter of fact, it's more effective if you don't just yeah. circle 20-something names. These are people that actually put in work. These are people that do work. Anthony ho- hosts lots of things, donates lots of Second Amendment groups. Anthony holds it down. Adam, of course, has is the lawyer that's suing these townships and taking these people to court and fighting right. him and, 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 and Joshua Prince. Mm-hmm. Him and Josh Prince, they're actually fighting these laws themselves. That's their day job. Another day job Adam has is working in the gun shop. Adam has NFA items. Adam wants to get rid of the NFA. He thinks it's stupid. Um, just stand up guys that believe in your Second Amendment right. Holy, think all gun laws are infringements. These are the guys we need on the NRA board. We need pit bulls. We need diehards. We need fanatics for our Second Amendment rights. And these what these two guys are. This is not a compromise. These dudes are ready to fight. So that's what this week's shout out. Anthony Calandro, Adam Kraut for NRA Director. Something else I'd like to say, and I'd like to give a shout out to Cheryl Todd. Nice. And her husband and her husband <clears throat> over at Arizona AZ Firearms and Gun Freedom Radio. I was on the show last year and they sent me their new calendar, their 2019 calendar. I think it's pretty cool. Um what the heck? So they sent that to me and I thought it was awesome. I also got my training certification or my training certificate, excuse me, uh, for taking the intuitive defensive shooting course from ICE training. Like they came a day apart in the mail. I'm like, Ooh, look at me. I'm getting mail (laughs) that I don't have to just directly throw in the garbage or write a check uh, and send back, write a check. What, what, what the heck? Bills. Anyway. Oh, okay. Yeah. Return to sender. <laughs> Address unknown. Um, I ain't got so it. I wanted... can't get it. <laughs> Sometimes my money is funny. Sometimes it's dead. Sometimes it ain't. <laughs> right now it ain't. Click. That was actually a phone call my friend Dave got one day. It was freaking hilarious. He was doing phone tree for uh, the PBA. <laughs> And call and call the black barber shop. Hi, would you like to donate to the PPA? What? <laughs> the who? Uh, the policeman beloved associate. My money is funny. Sometimes it's there and sometimes it ain't. And right now it ain't. Click. Nice. Call a barber shop in the hood asking for money for the PBA. <laughs> uh so let me see. Shout outs. This what we doing next. I got a tentative date for the 2A4E diversity shoot, gun for higher range, February 21st. Is because it? we're not doing it on Valentine's Day, which is February 14th. Thank you. So that's the following Thursday. <laughs> yeah, this is the following Thursday after Valentine's Day. Excellent. Uh, the Thursday before that, we're going to be History up Month. in... It started in Black History Month. We'll continue to start Black History that's Month right. at gun for higher range. So, uh, February 21st, look at that. Tickets will be up soon. 
And that's what I wanted to let you guys know. Really appreciate you guys waiting. I've been getting some phone calls and some emails going, hey, tell them, when's the next one? Well, the next one is February 21st. If that date changes, I'll let you know immediately. Um, also, if you want to support us and the things we do do, you can donate to our GoFundMe, which is 2A4E. You can type that in the search. The second is for everyone. It'll pop right up. You can donate to that. You can also donate to our Patreon. You can become a patron on Patreon, $5 and above. $5 and above will get you stickers and stuff like that. And, of course, as you found out, Ray DeJour won a really nice knife. If you're $10 and above, you can do stuff that'll have you talking to an FFL. And also, one of the next things we have going on, when we get 25 people, 25 patrons, is give away the Wheel of Freedom. Which, yeah, that Wheel of Freedom is still sitting here, still in the package. I haven't even taken it out because I'd want to keep it. Mm. (laughs) And it's still wrapped up. And ready for you guys. So when we get 25 people, I think it's $5 and above, donating to Patreon, you can win this thing. It has a lot of different firearms manufacturers' logos on it and names on it, including our 2A4E logo, Black Bag Resources logo, New Jersey Concealment Furniture's logo. And it just looks really cool. You cannot buy these. These things are given away by Dan to causes that he really believes in. He makes each one of these special. Every one of them is unique. And it's just an awesome piece to hang on your wall. So want to get in on it? Got to become a patron. So those are that. You can purchase your shirts at 1022clothing.us. We have the shirts available there. Pick those up. Rally season's about to start. Man, pick up your blue rally shirt so you can all look cool rocking that same shirt. Just like mom to man, rock those red shirts. You know, comic colors. And you can you can rock Freedom Royal Blue. I'm just saying. That helps us. Actually, rally shirts don't help us at all. I don't get a dime for that. But I just want you to be able to buy you and your crew some shirts. And if you can do it for $10 a piece, it has our logo on the front. Underneath it says gun control equals racism. Do you have a regular 2A4E t-shirt that maybe you make a couple of bucks on, Tony? Yeah, we have the promotion 2A4E t-shirts. We have They come in black or white. And yes, we make a little bit of money on that. And really, it's really appreciated. So if you guys want to pick some of those up, I'd love it. I'd love it, love it, love it. So you've got options. You can donate, right, and just give Tony money. Or you can become a patron and maybe win something. Or you can go make a purchase, and some of the money from that will go towards the 2A4E diversity shoots and all that good stuff. Is there any other way they can support you, Tony? They can definitely support me by going to blackbagresources.com, making a purchase in your store using coupon code 2A4E, and whatever they buy will be delivered to the diversity shoot by you, and we can give that away to a new shooter or whoever comes in the (laughs) Boom. Yep, so that's how you can support us. In the 2A4E podcast and the diversity shoot and the work we do. Sean, you got anything you want to put out there, buddy? Yeah. Um, there's a couple of coupon codes floating around that if you're on Facebook or if you're one of the really deep in people that's in the Black Bag Resources Inner Circle group on Facebook, uh, you can find those coupon codes. There's also, uh, for those of you who 
uh, want to become members of the NRA, if you go to blackbagresources.com, there's a banner at the top of the page. Join from there. That would be appreciated so I can try and hit my recruiting numbers. And uh, I think that's it for now. All right. We are going to be at the Great American Outdoor Show coming up in February, the beginning of February. I think it's from the 2nd to the 10th or 2nd to the 9th, something like that. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm planning on Yeah, you and I are kind of on, on different schedules a little bit. Are we doing Monday? I don't know. I have to find out. It's next Monday anyway, right? Right. Yeah, so we'll have to do something about that. We're also we going to do our remote, right? We're going to do the remote. That's the plan for the next episode is going to be the remote from the new location. Yeah. Yep. We're going to do a remote location uh, show. Should be interesting. Hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, And then, of course, we're going to be at NRA in Indianapolis. We're rolling deep. We're rolling with a crew, mad deep. That's going to be an NRA. Have you decided you're going to go to the Kevin Dixie training yet or not? I haven't been able to find any information on it, so I need you to drop that in my in my lap for me. Basically I need you to spoon feed me the information because I'm an idiot. Uh, yep. And then I can run it past the boss here. The director of scheduling can either approve or deny my request. <laughs> so that's what we're doing. Uh, we're going to have a busy, busy, busy year this year. All right, Sean. Hey, listen, thanks for everybody for listening to the show. Really appreciate it. Hey, Sean, take us out of here, man. Hope you guys enjoyed this. Bye Felicia. <laughs> Hope you guys enjoyed this. Hope you guys enjoyed this.